Welcome to episode four of the Marketing Plugs In podcast. My name is Marcel Stag, and I'm here with Darren Winter. We talk about everything around marketing and the challenges you get involved with. Hello, Darren. Hi, Marcel. This, and we're laughing because this is probably the fourth, fifth time we've recorded this. Bit. <laughs> <laughs> like we know each other very well now this morning. <laughs> yeah. So, I uh, 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 hope you're doing well. Um, today, we're going to talk about different clients and how to handle them. It's like clients, you hate them or you love them, but they are your most important asset overall. In your journey, you will meet all kinds of different ones, and so did Darren and I. Darren, one year in, uh, me a little bit longer, and although we didn't uh, come across every little uh, customer and, and client uh, uh, um, yet there are a lot of different ones out there but this is our take on it so i will just uh, start off the list one of the the clients i get most often is uh, they, they are the stubborn ones and uh, some people really feel like oh, these these ones are really annoying but my take on it is a little bit different because you have to you have to take a different approach on it. The stubborn ones are usually, in my opinion, also the ones that are the most insecure. They are holding on to something, whatever it takes, you want to have that done in that certain way. And and my take on it is because they are really really insecure. They don't really have uh, experience around the topic. They saw something and they want to create something totally the same you know they really have or, or something they really have a vision about and uh, and uh, some some people that they are just they just know what they want that's fine as well you know so next next one on the list darren uh it's it's about low budget clients what is your take uh take on it well i, th- I think just going back to what you just said before and i think it is it's, it, the whole thing is a learning process, isn't it? If, if you go into working with anybody that you feel that you know, you know better, and I don't think many people do, but I think sometimes it comes to the conversations that you have, especially if somebody is quite difficult to work with, that you're finding that they're struggling to see your point of view or how things that should be done, um, then you know, you can, conversation can get quite difficult. But as you said, I think you have to take that step back and you have to learn. You have to go at their pace. Um, and if it's if it becomes too difficult, then perhaps then that's not the right person for you to work with and you shouldn't do that project. Um, and I think you have to be honest about that. Um, there's projects that have potentially come my way that I've had to turn down because um, without my expertise or perhaps the, the client is, is just you know it's just not going to work for you right from the beginning you just know it's not going to be great for you it's going to be too many challenges if that's your only project you know then you're probably incentivized to convert it and do the best that you can um but i think to make your life easier sometimes you have to let a few maybe a few projects go um if it's just too much because the time that you're spending on trying to get somebody to your point of view potentially your reputation could be uh, at risk at the end of the project and the amount of time you happen to put into it 
that time could be better spent in your business trying to do other things and find other clients that perhaps more suited to you. But I think with like uh, low budget clients, it's tricky. Um, I think it's uh, there's two or three different sides to this that we all know or we've all heard horror stories about, you know, clients or customers that wanting, you know, five star service, but literally for, you know, one star price. Um, and I think it's very hard, you, you know, when you find yourself in the, in the middle of a conversation or the middle of a project and people start querying prices and budgets. And so for me, I always have set out expectations right from the very beginning. And that may take me more time because it's having a clear conversation, but also I have quite a detailed project proposal. Um, try not to labor on too or try to make it too detailed because you're at risk of alienating the client, but making it clear what the client is going to be getting, what that they can kind of visualize what, what the project or the end result is going to be, break it down into stages, always start with a deposit, you know, yeah. for your project. Is that something you, you, you always do? Yeah, absolutely. Every single client, um, I always start it out um, and I always get them to sign a contract. Yeah. Um, yeah, of course. So it's wherever you talk about, of course, bigger uh, for you. Uh, most of the times, really, are big projects, you know. So I can only uh, only assume that would be a next logical step to do in in the process firsthand. For me, it's it's yeah. obviously sometimes also big projects, but not, not on the amount that we're talking about for agencies. But how do you get around? See, the one thing I'm always mm -hmm. concerned about. Um, and maybe it's a, a misplaced concern on my part, but this probably applies to you in your mm -hmm. work as well as it does mine, that if if a client provides you material, so like images or that isn't their work, then if you create that and then you give it back to them, kind of like in my head or kind of in legally, then you're tied into that. So if something was to happen, mm -hmm. um, then when somebody says that, oh, well, that's actually not even your work. That's my work, and you did that, and you should have checked that. So that's part of the contract where I'll get them to sign it. I have to say any work that you, oh, and sorry, any images or any wording or anything like that you send me, you're saying it's your work, yeah. and it's not like yeah. That's so that's I've, interesting to think about that. Well, usually. I have never thought about it like that, and I. But thank God I have never uh, been in this situation before. Um, uh, what I most of the times, whenever a client delivers me on on the materials, um, it's a it's always kind of like always in their own um, visual style, their branding style. So. Um, yeah. but that doesn't mean that some objects can't be copied. And I think, uh, uh, yeah, well, I know I know it's interesting. I, I never thought about, uh, about it like that. And, uh, I think it's really something to look into, um, because it, it can give problems. I have most of the times I have to create the stuff myself. And, uh, whenever a client gives me the, 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 the materials then we're talking about big big bigger companies 
um, that have people inside their own company that created themselves. Um, and, and whenever stuff like that is created upfront, then yeah, it's, it's a bad thing because I assume the designer has thought about that process and whenever it passes into my hands, yeah, then I'm also, yeah, I think I'm guilty to the fact as well. And that's really something to, to, to safeguard, uh, yourself. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like maybe a, a silent agreement for every designer out there. It's just like, you don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But, I, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. yeah you, if you can assume it's, it's just, you can't assume things, you know, you have to be sure. So yeah, I think that's something to look into definitely. And, um, yeah. But with our, with money and stuff, it's I think again it's the same conversation up front, and it's really difficult because really I've, I've yeah, there's been a couple of clients I can't say anything more, but that I've I've worked with, and you kind of don't know where the conversation might go in terms of like budget, and that can be sometimes a good or bad thing, um, but at some point kind of the conversation has to almost go there, mm -hmm. there because always allow the project to move <laughs> yeah. forward yeah and it's like so how do we see this and what it's going to cost yeah. and um it's, so it's, i think it's very difficult to say there's one rule for every single thing when it comes to money but i think that try to have the cost and maybe ask people's budget up yeah. front that may be one way about Definitely. it it's like well how much you know how much would you pay or how much are you looking to spend? No, but so, that's the, then you might be able to adapt your service. to true. What That's true. Doing. But most of the people are not comfortable with telling their budget. And it's always, most of the time no. what I get in, how I get approaches, like they want to get something done and they want to know the costs up front. They always want a fixed yeah. price. Uh, I, I, I barely do none, I never have a client that works on hourly base um yeah because most of the clients as well are not direct i get direct clients that need something created but also i get a lot of marketing agencies that want to create something uh, for their clients and they have to deliver a, a fixed price to them but you know it's like it's like uh, it makes it clear for everybody if you know a price up front there can be no problem at all and i fully agree on that as well i know it's like whenever you do um price per hour yeah you, you you can't say exactly for sure how much it's going to cost and you have to trust the designer on his uh calculation up front like oh it's going to cost around around this so yeah and and yeah you know as we talked about low budget clients yeah i i've i have come across multiple ones as well and you know it's like the thing I, I like the most is to create, you know, there is a certain budget and whenever it's high or low, I, I, I just think you should never under deliver on quality in what occasion or whatsoever, just try yeah. to cut down the story into smaller bits, but never, um, deliver under qual uh, uh, low quality. Um, I think that will get you nowhere. You know, it's it's like nobody yeah. likes to see what the animations and videos we get presented during commercials nowadays. 
Yeah, it looks so good yeah. and they're so detailed and delivering animations, in my case, animations or videos that are under quality and really look sketchy and uh, really look, 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 uh, yeah, just look bad, you know, it doesn't see, it just looks smooth and, and well-rounded and um, I think it's a, that's just that's, a, just a no-go yeah. and um, you really have to just, you have to know, uh, yeah, so that's one part on it, you know, so really make a choice on what what the uh um what it is you want and um yeah also uh um you have to think into revenue as well because that's something i stumbled stumbled upon across a few times as well uh, in in different occasions is that you know yeah it does maybe sound like a lot of money but the revenue will get out of it might be 10 times more um and that's something to take into accounting as well and you know that's those things we just talked about you just have to talk about that with those clients that don't have a big budget and sometimes you know yeah. i also do things for free and that's when i strongly believe into in in, in a concept uh somebody explaining to me um, then I don't mind doing it for free at all and there are other things around money as well <laughs> we almost I yes. almost forgot about that um, that is that you can also do barter deals you know product for product service for service I mean like money yeah. is just a thing uh, it's just an exchange <laughs> yeah something you can exchange uh, services with if you just can give something in return within your own expertise i think that's way more valuable and uh, will get you much further because you know when whenever you might would lose the client because the budget is too low maybe you could offer you introduce you to a few of his clients or, or whatever you know friends that will make things much more interesting you know maybe he can't pay your money but he can give you he can give you the world something like that you never know yeah. how that works yeah out. and if it, and if, it, if the job is quite high profile or can be mm. high profile you could get some work on the back of that and also sometimes your low paying clients you know there might be startups or like small business owners or sole traders and but then once, if that, if whatever work you've done for them works really well, um, they'll come back to you, um, but then their spend will probably gradually increase over time. Um, and, you know, it, it's difficult because I suppose if you look at your whole of your business as a, a pie, you know, if 90% of your pie is low-budget clients, if you've got lots of them, that's great. But if you've 90% of your business is low budget clients, but they're actually physically isn't a lot of them, and that's a difficult place to be in, perhaps then you do need to look at potentially try to change that by by acquiring maybe people that have got more budget to spend. Mm -hmm. And that kind of, you have to look at your business model. It is whatever um, you want to, to go to, to go for and whatever addition you want to achieve. Yeah. And yeah, maybe he doesn't have the... Uh, the, the, the budget now but it, 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 or maybe it's less than you would like but he will 
get back to you every month. And that's something to take in consideration. I mean, I, 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 for you, I, I'm really, I, I'm quite uh, inspired because I don't know if you can say if you want to say, but some of the people that you've worked with, like recently, but they are like really big sort of global, um, global brands. That's something that I have a lot of confidence as, a, as an individual, but I would never go to seek that because I, I just feel that I couldn't compete with people out there already doing it. Um, but you've actually mm -hmm. done it. Um, so I think that that may be a different podcast mm. to talk about that. And um, but I, I think uh, it, it is quite inspiring. And it just shows that it can it can work. Um, and if you can get one of those, two of those types of clients, then they will keep coming back to you every now and again. Um, and But again, it's always about, always about yeah. quality of your work. If, if they get results, why wouldn't you go back to somebody? So if you keep delivering work that gets people results, your, your reputation Definitely. will build and you will get clients. It just takes time, doesn't it? You know, and, and it's funny because the, the next client I wanted to talk about was the Speedy Gonzalez one, the one, the, 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 the fast oh, okay. one, not wasting any time and... and it always has to be done like yesterday or the day before that. And, <laughs> you know, good work takes time as well. And, and that also fits yeah. into the low budget clients as well. The example I want to give is that, and it's, it's a video I, I've seen a while back and it's really funny. You see somebody draw a, have a, a piece of paper in front of them and he has a timer next to, next to the paper and then the first timer is set in one hour and then he's drawing something and when time's up finished next paper and then he sets the timer to to one minute oh wait oh no wait hold on let me rephrase that to 10 minutes and then he's going to draw the same thing but within 10 minutes and the one after is within one minute so and that's funny you know uh because when he finished all the drawings and he's lying them all next to one another, you can really see the one that he could spend one a full hour on, of course, looks way better than the one he could spend only one minute on. And uh, yeah. yeah, that's just a thing really to take into accounting, you know, like as far as it goes by fast work, uh, things done by yesterday, you know, it doesn't always get the results, the best res the best possible results. And I think nowadays that's really something that's the most, one of the most important things, you know, the result has to look really good and the story behind it has to be really good because we're getting all kinds of stuff thrown out, thrown at us throughout the day. Uh, if, when, it, uh, when it's uh, about marketing, and um yeah and that goes well as well for the the low budget you know whenever there there's less budget the results can downscale but then please of course what i just said was like then cut down the project into smaller pieces cut down maybe maybe cut down the, some sentences cut down the the animation into a smaller one uh, a much smaller one yeah um that it can look good and um yeah that's that's yeah and for for the the fast clients that want to get the things on that's something you can do as well well then if you want to have it done fast then 
please cut down the size as well because you can't expect a yeah. big big animation big video within a small time frame it does most of the time doesn't like, like it and you know that so, uh, i know we we recently talked about kind of planning mm -hmm. ahead and um coming up to well where we are at the moment with there's going to be some big deadlines holiday deadlines in different mm -hmm. parts of the world so you know or perhaps maybe plan ahead that you're probably going to get a few clients going to drop a few projects on you at the very last minute so maybe that's a good tip as well just keep maybe a little bit of time free in your schedule somehow that when something does come in yeah. you can literally just drop it in so you're not like too stretched or um, nope. No, but definitely. That, and I think that's a, a great thing to do to keep that in check with your agenda. And hold on, of course, you don't have to like reserve, like, okay, I, can, I, I will reserve this afternoon. You, you can do that, definitely. But please just make a plan B as well. Not like, oh, yes. plan A didn't work out. Well, I'm, I'm, a, I'm off for today, you know, I, uh, the afternoon I'm off. No, then just plan something you could do for yourself as well yeah you could have yeah. other words build on yeah, build on your company yeah, build on your contacts uh, give a, a client a call you know whatever just fill up that time with a plan b and maybe a plan c as well if but i think the plan b is something you probably can always execute so yeah and th i think that's uh it's a good one um one of the other clients i get a lot or oh, a lot um are they happy and the apologizing clients. We like. Yeah, happy we do clients. like happy clients. Uh, uh, and I, I'm not saying I, I don't like them uh, um, at all. Uh, they, but they come with a, an asset that's the apologizing factor, um, because one of the things, and it doesn't apply to all of those, all right. But uh, the uh, apologizing fact is something that's really interesting because these are the clients that have added rounds until 500 <laughs> so like they like <laughs> it a lot and they're really happy but they have a client and they want to uh, please the client uh, and the thing i want to focus on was the uh, apologizing part um it's like oh sorry yeah the client has another another like another revision and uh, another one and oh sorry this well this one as well and oh sorry i sorry. forgot to mention this it's uh, it's it's not it's not a lot to talk about there, but uh, I just want to uh, give you upfront, like we said, as you also said, you know, really set the briefing straight, you get get the plan out there. You have to, you don't have, want to alienize the client with like you know exactly uh, tell them how what they need to do or whatever or how it's going to work out, but just be clear on on the schedule. And, uh, and set your boundaries as well. What I do for my clients is that I set a two to three uh, revision rounds included, you know, yeah. and after that, I um, I will charge them per hour, you know, and that's just to, some safeguarding you can do uh, for yourself. Um, it's funny, and I really recommend to the people that are just starting out to take it into accounting in some way or another, um, I didn't do it at first and yeah, then it got me, <laughs> you, you know, you, you will, it will happen to you once and, and then you, you know how that works. And 
of course it's best to to experience things and how they work out and um but yeah if you could could avoid it 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 saves up maybe some stress or or yeah that something like that so please whatever whatever needs whatever thing you do don't forget uh, to to set your boundaries uh, just to set the boundaries and also for the revision rounds are really 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 important well it's, it could save up some lots yeah. of time and it could save you uh, uh, 500 uh, revision rounds in the end because yeah yes and, and whenever that happens you know uh, um, you know because whenever you don't do something like that, course everybody don't doesn't mind like doing one edit round two edit round maybe three but after that it gets kind of annoying and then you're like yeah I, I want to i want some compensation for that and of course you're more than you you have to be transparent throughout the whole process with your client and you're more than free to reach out to the client but you don't know what the client's going to say. Maybe they have a set budget and they don't have any more to spend. And then, yeah, you're at a point where things could get really complicated because you're like, well, yeah. I did a lot of revisions already and I want something in return. Or, you know, um, it, it could make things uh, difficult and just try to, and of, of course you will always work it out just to, to try to avoid that. That's my take. I think that yeah, I think it's it, you can hopefully you'd be able to see, you might just have a feeling how things are sort of panning out with the revisions that are coming back. And um, I used to work for somebody who had well, in fact, I've worked for everybody who has very very high standards, um, and just you know just as a paid employee, um, the few people that I've worked for. Like, you know, you used to send back things like this is not quite right, this is not quite right. And when you've done it about eight or nine times, it's like, like, well, just yeah, it kind of it does get really annoying. And also, it's like, well, does it really matter that much? And quality and gets in the way I as well. Really I think. think because yeah, yeah. it's I, I th yeah. When you, yeah, no, no, no. Uh, uh, when you're in revision uh, round maybe eight, then it's like I, I just want to get this over with. And yes, and, and that could work from both both sides. And if one of the opposing sides thinks that, then yeah, it doesn't get good better for the the, the project itself, you know. And, and maybe we're talking about this. Um, of course, it doesn't have to be that at all. Uh, I know when that when now I when I have set those boundaries, when I've set those two to three revision bounds, people tend to really think it out really like shit for the project okay the client i don't know how they do it but I, I imagine they were doing like this they're really sitting it taking 15 minutes to look at it okay this could be better this could be better really taking the time and whenever you are you are not setting the boundaries you're not setting the boundaries for them and uh, they are like oh, yeah i want this changed and then somebody pops up oh, i want this changed, and you get it all into separate separate files separate emails separate and yeah, it uh, won't do good for the quality as well because people will get annoyed or, or, or they're like, oh, I just want to get this over with. Yeah, and I think that you kind of, like you said, that there's two things there that set the boundaries. So maybe say this is this um, this is 
you know, this is the first time we're showing the project and then come back to me to get, you know, let me know your feedback within a certain amount of time, uh, within a certain, certain amount of days. Um, and then you get the feedback, you go back. So this is second round. Um, hopefully we've got it bang on now for you. Um, and then as you're talking, it's almost, it's almost, this is the final, almost you need to be saying this is the final round. This is your kind of bit like, so you need to be going live. So you're almost talking at the end of the project to mm -hmm. close it close it off but i think if you sense or you're finding that you are getting to this with hundreds and hundreds of, of revisions then i think that you know for the people that i've worked with beforehand it's almost just take five minutes out take a deep breath and give them a call or just take a different approach and say let's have a let's have a five minute catch up yeah. on the project and that gives you time then to say i'm not it it doesn't look like I'm trying, I'm not getting what you want. And it's like, what yeah. am I missing? Very good. And yeah. And it's like, just to, yeah, just to overcome it. And and I think that's really worked well for me beforehand because it's quite humbling that you recognize that I'm not doing what you want me to do. And there's something I'm not picking up on. It really shows you're caring. It's a learning curve for you. Yeah. You know, and it's hopefully then that it, it may well come out. And sometimes I've found that people have said they've been doing revisions yearly to stall the project. They don't want it to go live because there's been some, something else going on. It's like, just tell me that. Don't keep wow, me all the yeah. work to do. It's like, yeah, it's just like... It's an interesting crazy. way of doing it. It's just, it, it, it will cost them... A, uh, wow. That's, yeah, it's insane. Yeah. But obviously, I didn't say that to them. It's like, just like okay, so you're just listening and it's like, and you think, is it me? Is it, is it something I'm doing? It's like, okay... No, there's something else here. There's nothing to do with me. And it's like, okay, so how do we work, work through this together? Should we put it on hold or, you know, should we just... Yeah, that's off? why transparency, it, it saves up time for both of the uh, opposing sides, you know, and, and time is really yeah. valuable. So why, yeah. And it's a great thing to go around, yeah. So whenever one of you out there is in, 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 the, in the position of like, yeah, you didn't set the revision rounds up front and... You're going into a lot of them already. Yeah, just instead of getting, uh, you know, getting angry is not the right word, but instead of getting irritated about it, just take a step back, inhale. And I think that's something you have to do throughout all of the clients. And I think throughout all of the process, yes. all the time, really keep the, uh, the professional approach. Take a step back and take a look at it. Hmm, how can I do things differently? And how can I find the right solution? And this is the right solution. Uh, and then just act on it. So like you just said, that's a great way of going around it. Just taking a step back. Hmm, okay, this and this and this is happening. I should call them and take some, you know, just talk with them and, and see what, what's going on and uh, how we can best achieve this. Because, uh, you know, we all know uh, through text, email or WhatsApp or however you are contacting your clients, through text you you can't really put the emphasize on, on different things uh and um yeah, yeah. i totally uh, totally agree on that one so the the next ones next one i want to talk about what are the angry ones um the yes well, no. like <laughs> we don't like angry ones uh you you have any experience uh with those uh darren um not in uh, actually truthfully not um in my own business um i've worked with uh i've been 
working in business for 25 years now. So in other roles I have, um, and kind of working with people that maybe have a hidden agenda, um, quite a political agenda. Um, I, very difficult, very, very difficult. I think that if you, I think if, if I had one of them, I'm trying to think if potentially if one of my clients was to turn really angry on me, I think I always think potentially a client could do that. Um, and I'm always, I do worry about things when I send my work back. I think most freelancers do from time to time. Um, it's like, oh, this is quite right, exactly what they want is not quite exactly what they want. Will it be okay? And if they come back, what am I going to say? And it's almost like, and again, there's a lot of wasted time and energy in your head that, you know, but I think it just shows that you're, you care and you're passionate about your work. I think if a client comes to me really, really angry, I think you've got to hear them out. Um, and but I think there is a line if the anger is like really bad language and it's quite really heavy mm -hmm. level of use. I'm very clear that just don't speak to me like no. that way. You need to go away, yeah. calm down, and then we'll have a conversation. If <laughs> oh. we've done something wrong, we'll yeah. get it. I, I have, thank God, I have never been in that position before. And no, no, no. I, I, yeah, sorry, you were. Well, actually, I have been in that one position when I was working for somebody. Um, hopefully, not listening. Um, in fact, a couple not. of times actually, and 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 maybe that sometimes you have to look at yourself as like, well, did I handle that the best way as well? You know, there's always two sides to everything, and but sometimes there isn't. It, it, it is somebody's having a really bad time, and unfortunately, you then you're going to get the brunt of yeah. everything. Um, I think it's much harder doing it face to face. Um, I think if it's over the phone on on email and video calls, people I can normally excuse people and say, "Oh, it's, it's probably just not what they meant," and it come across badly. Um, so try not to take it personally. Try not to let it affect no. your day. But obviously, if you're really tired, you've been working really hard on a project, and somebody pulls it apart in front of your face, mm -hmm. and it's like, "Oh, that's that's tough." But maybe how how has it got there? You know, it shouldn't have got to that point. Um, I think it's difficult sometimes in a project that maybe somebody who's responsible for the project maybe leaves, um, or they go away on holiday, or they're ill, and somebody else comes into the project, which is a completely different viewpoint, um, and starts saying this is not what we wanted. And I've read about a few of these, and it's like, oh, that would be horrendous if that was to happen. Like to me but potentially it couldn't and I think but it always goes back to the very beginning what we said is like it's about having clear expectations and keeping which I didn't really mention before but definitely keeping emails like you've mentioned I think beforehand you keep a folder with all your conversations with your clients um, I think that's really important it's because that's the proof that you've what you the work that you've done that's the instruction you've had from that client so if you do find yourself and say well this is not what i wanted i asked for this this and this it's like well did i get this wrong so like, let me check and you look through and you think oh well maybe i did yeah yeah that's most of the time as well when things yeah when things tend to go that way then it's most of the time um because she didn't set the boundaries uh very good upfront. um and it's not that they are going to get mad about it, but um, it will make things, um, yeah, it could make things complicated. Yeah. But most of the time, you don't want to fall out. It's like either people have bad days and 
you, they then turn into hopefully they're turning to the apologizers. Yeah. So they go through the cycle of being angry and then they turn into like, oh, really, really sorry. Yeah. And just try where you can, just move on, just let it just let it go. And I know it's difficult to, to say, well, just drop it. But yeah, they're probably um, having a bad day, you know, to. as well. And and yeah. exactly like you said, you're the one that's up front uh, in front of them at that very moment. And you know um, what I think one of the things that really, really, really helped me so far, and not only on the professional and working side, but also the personal side, whenever anybody is like being really, um, really angry, then um, it's, it's because they really care. It's because they yes. really are passionate about what is being created and um yeah yeah i think uh, they really want to get the best possible result so th that's what i i think and uh, and i have never 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 had a client rash lashing out onto me thank god as well <laughs> but uh yeah, i had yeah, a few yeah, yeah. passive aggressive clients uh, before and uh not in in very big ways but i can really sense uh that there is something uh, uh yeah, well, I can really sense. I could really, really read it as well. That they're really, yeah, kind of, kind of like irritated, and that's weird, you know. Because then you're like, hmm, what did I, did I do wrong? You know, I'm just taking care of the whole process. And yeah, just always keep in mind, and and how you go around is really personal. It really depends on the situation, but really keep it yes. definitely branded inside, put it inside of your mind. They really care about what's going on and what's. And, and they're really passionate about it. So they have all the best. They have all the best intentions, but they really want just to get it right. So, it, and it doesn't have to be angry or, I mean, like maybe when they're really like passive aggressive or really like really serious, really on top of it, you know, that's it's some kind of feeling you can't really explain, but you probably know what I mean. Then it's exactly yeah. that. So yeah, that's yeah. that's that's for the the angry ones. and. And, and, and the last but not least, I think we all have the clients as well that are the clients that we really, really click with, you know, that really you're like, uh, like brothers from another mother. <laughs> no, but the ones that work perfectly and, and sync with how you work and, uh, and uh, yeah, things go really well in the order briefing, debriefing, creation process. And then the edits, and it's done. You know, things work work out really smoothly. And and um, of course, you stumble upon much more different kind of clients, a combination of both. You know, but um, we were just trying to sketch out our, our experiences and and yeah, what, what we stumbled upon across our uh, our own journey so far. Um, yeah, and, and the ones that, again, the, the ones that you click with, really hold on to them tightly because that really makes yeah. things much, much easier. And, you know, uh, um, things can happen. Of course, sometimes they're having a bad day as well. But, you know, um, the people, some people you really are connect, connect really well with, you know, whenever you explain something, they get it and the other way around and uh, really... They have kind of like the same, it's, it's kind of like the, the process you go uh, through it, you know, if they are like the same, they're really correct, laser focused, really like, okay, yeah. check this, check, check this, check this. 
um, you know, feedback all in once. I, I, that I find that really working working uh, really well for me. Um, I yeah. guess you you kind of have like the same thing as well, Darren. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah. You you have to look at well. You have to look after all your customers, yeah. and you know sometimes you know we you might have a, you know an unpredictable customer or difficult customer may turn into being one of your very best customers, um, you know, quite quickly. Um, so definitely like look after all of them and keep in contact with them. And I think it's one thing I haven't really kind of mentioned before that sometimes you have clients that you just like for me, I'm very, I, I talk a lot on email mm -hmm. just because it's quick and mm -hmm. convenient, but sometimes like other people are not responsive on certain communication methods. So it may well be worth just giving them a call instead, even if it's a different country, if you have to do that, then depending on how much the job's worth, then um, do it. Um, maybe schedule a video call, um, you know, maybe set, if, 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 if the person's very difficult to get a hold of, maybe when you finish a telephone call, always book the next one. So let's have a catch up then. Um, so then you're not having to think, oh, well, I just can't get hold of it again. So get it straight in the diary. Um, so all those little tips, like kind of like help. But like you say, the when you get a really good, buy-in or you know the, the turning to your best buddies and stuff then then that that's yeah that's absolutely fantastic yeah. um and hopefully the really helping them build their business and you're learning something from it as well um i did read one tip last night that um when you're recruiting new mm -hmm. customers then you always look to friends of the people that you'd love to work with so maybe you not be able to work with the people. I can't really relate to this because I, I don't, I don't, I can't, I don't really go out and generate leads in this way. But it might work for some people out there. That if you, if it's somebody that you'd love to work with, and you know who they are, um, that you kind of then look to their friends and their mm. colleagues, and you recruit them, and then kind of influences the other people yeah. around. I've got the book. It is a book, is it? Um, about winning friends and influencing mm. people. I bought it last year. I've not read it yet. I really do need to read it. It's like I'm not. I'm not the greatest. I read loads of articles, magazine articles. When I'm reading books. I'm, I really struggle sometimes to like commit to mm. reading a book. But um, yeah, I, need I to think read that. you're um, totally right. Right about that one. Uh, um, yeah, whenever and it doesn't have to be maybe a, a, a current client. You know, there are all kinds of like. Uh, uh, um, no, you kind of could kind of have hobbies, maybe. Uh, I, I had people before that reached out to me that said, oh, I see you're following Gary V, the Gary V project. Uh, I noticed you're, you're listening to it, uh, um, you know, commenting or really? whatsoever. Right. And, and you did a post about it as well. And uh, yeah, I really appreciate that as well, you know. And, uh, you know, you can also find, yeah, well, customers, clients or, uh, or people... Uh, you could work with possibly in the future throughout those channels as well, you know, people with the same interests yes. as people. And of course, those podcasts all go all, all go about the mindset of things. And uh, but yeah, that's that's something to to look uh, through as well. Uh, looked out on those channels as well. Yeah. So uh, um, great tip. Um, yeah. Let's let's finish off uh, for today. So what we talked about today was all kinds of different clients. I, I hope everybody really 
quite a kind of a, a grip on the different clients uh, uh, out there. Of course, we didn't mention all of the clients, but we got loads of them and yeah, our experiences on it. And and through and basically the, the the red line throughout the whole process is just just the thing that you need to need to remind yourself is is just go around the project really really uh, um, really careful and uh, uh, make sure the clients up to date on everything. Uh, you get the briefing debrief very well. Don't go into detail too much because that's a loss of time as well as, as the creative process or well, maybe you're not in the creative direction at all, but uh, just make sure everything is proper in check um, and really explain why you do different things and always take a step back, be the yeah, kind of like the bigger man. Whenever you maybe hit an angry client or somebody that's most of the time they're disappointed, that's instead of angry, um, really take the step back and, always keep in mind okay how can i can best go around this and uh, yeah i think that's basically just set the boundaries here and there set a plan on how you're going to do it and make sure the client knows why you're doing different things and yeah yes. and there can always be things that you can uh cannot be prepared for upfront but you know, it's 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 a journey, and and the whole process of setting up your own business or whatever you're doing is is a journey, and you will learn throughout the whole process. And yeah, and I think uh, I think we really got onto something uh, really good right uh, right there today. So yeah, thank you, uh, Darren, for your time. Um, yeah, and if, and if you've got any tips out there, if oh, you're yes. listening, if you think oh they didn't mention this, have you got any tips? Then let us know, uh, marketingplugedin at gmail.com um, or Twitter is at MKTG plugged in, so it's marketing short plugged in. Uh, so drop us a message uh, on Twitter or email um, and let us know and we'll, we'll let everybody know the next, the next episode. Yeah. Or the next couple of episodes. <laughs> anyway, yes, well, thank you very much and uh, have a great day, everybody. Yeah.